God it's Friday. You're listening to TGIF, the horror movie podcast that brings you all the casual conversations about your favourite or not so favourite horror horror movies with me, your host, Kat. This week I am joined by host of the Development Hell podcast, Josh. Welcome to TGIF. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, uh, so Development Hell is on the Dread Central Podcast Network, and I cover um, iconic horror movies that never got made. So these are horror movies that have been trapped in the Development Hell cycle, and I just want to like tell, get these sort of lost, forgotten stories and be able to get them out to fans. So I'll take a like um, a project like Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian that never got made, and I'll find the script and I'll get into it and. Uh, yeah, I kind of have fun with that. That's so cool. I was actually listening to an episode recently, um, but I think it was an interview. It wasn't cool. a, a movie. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get I get like um, creative voices in horror to talk about their experiences being trapped in development hell too, because it seems yeah. like everybody has been. I can imagine it would be quite common. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be. Sphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's like one movie get made, there's like nine that didn't. Oh, that's so scary. But it's good for me because there's never <laughs> a lack of content out there. <laughs> what are some of your favorite movies you've talked about? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay, so I feel like the pinnacle of horror movies that almost got made but didn't is Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash. This is like Freddy vs. Jason 2. Very iconic. Kind of wish I, I could have seen that. it. Um, another one that I find people are really into is Alien 5. Neil Blomkamp Um is Alien 5 that never got made, but there's a lot of controversy surrounding that one. Um, and I recently covered Halloween, The Revenge of Laurie Strode, which is sort of like an alternative universe Halloween H2O that didn't get made, written by Kevin Williamson, and that was a fun one too. Yeah, I think I listened to that episode. I think that's yeah, the one I listened to. Yeah, it was with Grady Hendrix. He's a horror author. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just have the worst short-term memory. So I'm like, hey, me too. can't even tell you what I did this morning, to be honest. <laughs> That's why I'm here. We help each other. <laughs> so you've chosen to talk about uh, Dead Silence. What made you choose this movie? Okay. Well, thank you for, first of all, thank you for accepting Dead Silence. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I feel like this movie doesn't get um, what it's due because I feel like, I feel like not enough people have seen it. And none of people sort of like get the wacky campy tone. And it's just one of those like forgotten movies that I have just always been obsessed with. It has that Stephen King small coastal town energy. It has the James Wan like cool tones versus blood red vibe. And I just think it's such a mood and I love it so much. And it's very silly. Oh, it's so, I love it. Because I'm just <laughs> like, at the end of my rewatch, I was like... Yeah, I love it. Okay. It's like, is this a really long episode of Goosebumps? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have fooled me, but that's okay. I mean, if it was this instead of the current Goosebumps that have come out, then I, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I know. And actually, this time watching it, I was especially aware of all of the dummies in it, and it did feel very slappy to me. Yeah. I feel like they just grabbed slappy from whatever year, what, what, year did the, the those episodes come out it would have been like oh, early mid 90s. 90s yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was like, can we just borrow slappy for these for these i i know a girl whose mom was a producer on goosebumps and they had <gasps> the slappy doll in their house and oh, legend has no. it that, that they would prank each other with it and it would be like in her bed sometimes <laughs> and i'm i just I, that would have been too much for me 
I think I would have just died. Yeah, me too. I would have moved. Like, I have to go. I'm Mom, I know I'm only 10, but... But I have to get my own go. place. Yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is toxic. This is, this is just much. emancipate myself and leave. <laughs> the judge would be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Fine. You're just you like, can... exhibit A, this is why I'm leaving my house. And the judge would be like, done, go. Yeah, yeah I, we get it. We get it. Go. <laughs> um, so a bit about Dead Silence. It's about a young widower who returns to his hometown to search for answers to his wife's murder, which may be linked to the ghost of a deceased ventriloquist. Dead Silence is a 2007 American supernatural horror film directed by the wonderful Australian James Wan and written by another wonderful Australian Lee Winnell. World, you are welcome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We this. are great. We are grateful. We are. Uh, the film stars Ryan Quantin, another Australian, uh, Judith Roberts, Donnie Wahlberg, who in this film just fucking kills me, and yeah. Amber Valletta. The film grossed over twenty-two million worldwide against an estimated twenty million dollar budget. Ooh, <laughs> where were you, people? What were you doing uh, following this film? Actor Ryan Quantin went on to star as Jason Stackhouse in the HBO television series True Blood. I, when I was writing my notes, tried so hard not to call him Jason as I'm writing Jamie. I'm like, oh, that's not his name. I know, but it is. <laughs> I know. Did you, that's like, did you watch True Blood? Oh, of course. Oh. Of course I did. Love it's it. almost, it's one of those roles where like, I don't think he's ever going to escape it. He's always no. just going to be that character in different movies. The funny thing is, I actually grew up watching him on an Australian um, like uh, oh. drama series called Home and Away. His oh, name was course. Vinny. He uh, had a mullet at one stage. I remember uh, that. Hot. I'm into that. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he became a police officer. I can't. I'm not. I can't really remember because he left That's the show when sad. I was in my teens. So not a yeah. cop. Oh well. I'm not too sure. I can't remember, but. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't hot in Home and Away, but then when he became Jason Stackhouse, he was hot. Oh, yeah, he uh, and he's so hot in this, too. Although there's never that much information behind his eyes. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know what I mean? him all the time. I know, but he's so beautiful, so it's okay. <laughs> I feel like that's just Ryan Quentin as an actor. I know, and there's so many shots like that go like into his eyes and become new shots, and there's like a lot depending on his, like the <laughs> what's happening behind his eyes, and it's never very much. <laughs> I wonder what was going through his head in those times as well. Don't sneeze. <laughs> <That's my guess. laughs> Keep your eyes open. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't blink. Dreams <laughs> gonna yell at you. <laughs> but I, I didn't even realize that James Wan and Lee Winnell had worked on this until I was doing these oh, notes, and I was like, "That's why I dug it." Um, yeah, it's I think famously kind of like his big second movie. The he, he got and got carte blanche after the success of Saw, and they kind of made, they made this, and then Hollywood was like, no, you need to go back to <laughs> Sorry. the corner for a while. Can you just just chill out on the coast in Australia that, for a little bit? We'll have yeah, that ex- that's a no for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there wasn't he didn't really have much success until Insidious, which was a long time after that. Yeah, Insidious was two thousand and. 13, I think. I want to say 11. Oh, the, con- but... the Conjuring also was around then as well. It was, yes, because after Insidious, yeah. he came back big. Like, Insidious was huge, yeah. and then The Conjuring came out, and that was big. And then he made a, a DC, then he made Aquaman, and he's been yeah. a bit heavy-headed ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so cool. Um, and I, d- I did post about this, about Lee Winnell recently, that watching him on the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, and it was just like, I love that 
this guy from Australia in Melbourne. He's probably from a small town, no doubt, mm-hmm. um, because everybody here is, um, <laughs> and then gravitate towards the city. Um, that it's so inspiring to know that a small time horror lover in this tiny country of mine can make such an impact on the horror world. And, and it was just yeah, really did. cool. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I agree. When I see a Canadian make it, I'm always like, actually, no, I'm always a little bitter. I'm like, why isn't it me? <laughs> why can't it be me? <laughs> like, shut up, Shit's Creek. I don't know. Nobody cares. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I know everyone does. We can't, everyone in Canada's like, oh, God. Over it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Also, like, Lee Wano, like, really, he has come into his own recently, too. Yeah. After after Invisible Man, like, I kind of feel like now he's the big shot, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. They actually filmed The Invisible Man about half an hour away from my house. Oh, that's why it was so, like, beautiful and sprawling. And no pine trees. <laughs> was it pretending to be America? Yeah. yeah it must have been. Yeah, but that oh, house. It didn't, that makes sense, because it did not look like America. <laughs> no, the coast, for me, I was like, oh, that's Australia. I know it that. Like, like, it looks like Middle Earth, but a little further south. <laughs> West. <laughs> West, sorry. Southwest? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It was a guess, and I guessed wrong. That um, house is actually a house that like the rich guy owns. Mm-hmm. Um, is a house called Dovecote, which you can rent through Airbnb for $2,500 a night. That's insane. Also, I love when a house gets a name. That's how you know it's a classy-ass house. I'm pretty sure it's, like, one architectural awards and stuff like that here. Well, it's freaking gorgeous. It's, like, like future Bly Manor. Bly Manor of the future. I've been meaning to go down and have a look at it, but I don't want to, like, be that weirdo that's, like, stalking around inside the house and people are like, who is that woman? Hello, we see you. (laughs) And I'm just, like, covered in, like, a tree on my head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're like, no, you don't. What do you, who? Who do you see? <laughs> that should be an episode. Bring me with you. I'm like right. on your iPhone. <laughs> I'll just live stream it on Instagram. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and, and like nobody. Um, yeah. So, so we, sorry. Yeah, so we kind of like disappeared and then came back full force. But this was yeah. a big flop for them, and it kind of almost yeah. ruined their both of their careers. I can imagine that it would. Um, I think that. I don't know. There just are some things in this that if they admitted it, it might have been a much better film. Yeah, I've heard uh, Lee Wannell in interviews. I'm sorry, I'm butchering his name. But yeah, he said it like, <laughs> Wannell, thank you. It was just like they learned basically to, they did everything that you're not supposed to do in Hollywood. Like um, he said, from then on, he never wrote a script based on a pitch. Like, um, it was all spec. So he'd write a script yeah. on his own time without the influence or interference of the studio and then sell them. And this time around, there yeah. was so much studio interference that it like really mishmashed the and vision. That's, you can tell, like the fact that they friggin' put Donnie Wahlberg on this film. Abs- I was going to say the same thing. Yep. It's kind of like, oh, fuck. He's so squeezed in. It's like Sean Bean and the Silent Hill adaptation. Yeah. You're like they just wanted like a straight white dude subplot for some reason, even though the main plot is straight white dude, why do we need more? Oh, Donnie Wahlberg is, yeah, he's just a massive juxtaposition to the whole film, like his he's, role. He could be so cut out of this movie. It's yep. like, was he in the original Saw or or only only in the number two? Or is he in either? <laughs> I think he is though. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost certain of it. I was wondering if they like forced him in it because of the success because they had worked together of saw yeah they're like they needed a star even though he's not really a star but 
Well, I've seen I've seen New Kids on the Block live, and there were a lot of people there. So he is a star. What am I saying? The only movie that Donnie Wahlberg was good in was The Sixth Sense. Donnie was was he a cop in that? He was, was he the skinny dude in the bathroom. Oh, <gasps> scary! Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. I, listen, Sorry, I everyone, to... if I'm wrong. I am just taking her at her word, so <laughs> don't blame me. I'm pretty sure. I feel like I read that somewhere and was like, "What? That's there was some Wahlberg? shocking." There was crazy casting in that. There was Misha Barton. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, Tony oh, Collette. Tony Collette. You guys, you guys love Joel her. Oh hey, Bruce Willis. I, I mean, of course. Tony Collette keeps deserving Oscars for horror, and then keeps even, not getting them. Don't even get me started. Mm-hmm. I am so jaded. <laughs> Does she even have her. an Oscar for not horror? Hard, I don't know. Um, I'm not too sure. Um, well, she deserves Good one. Question. She's she deserves one, an, an icon. She was amazing in the United States of Tara as well. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. She should um, get heaps of awards for that. Did they deal with with you know personality disorder properly? Probably not. But she no. was excellent. <laughs> it was it, it, for the time. I, I think a lot of people were like, "This is amazing." I don't know if it holds up still. Yeah, I don't even. What do we? What is the proper term now? It's not disassociative. Yes, it is. Okay, it's disassociative identity disorder. Oh, I was D-I-T. so close. Yeah, that so does they, sound a little more respectful <laughs> than multiple personality disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, that just doesn't sound real. No, um, the other one does. It's the, that's a really old school term for it. When I tell yeah. people I have borderline personality disorder, they're like, "So you have like a few different personalities?" I was like, "No, no. oh my god, no, I have." To <laughs> oh, and you know what? I'm one. glad they asked and they didn't just <laughs> yeah, assume and walk away and be like, "Okay, <laughs> she's it, it's it's uh, what was that horrible uh, M Night Shyamalan movie um, with the multiple oh, split. Yeah, split over here is what they would have said about you. <laughs> I didn't love Split. I didn't mind it. I it really was fun. What am I saying? I liked. I have the whole series on Blue. I Blue haven't Blue. seen I Glass. It's not too bad. It's really weird and interesting. Um, definitely an M Night Shyamalan film. <laughs> hey, Unbreakable, true classic. Oh, I've got. I found that on Blu-ray, and I was like, yes, I love this movie. So yeah, I'm gonna watch, underrated. I'm gonna watch it this week. Weird to think that there's now three movies in that in the Unbreakable trilogy. Well, it's a um. There's a name for it. Um, for the trilogy, I can't remember. Broken glass. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep making up fake names. Okay, broken glass, um, shattered glass, black mirror. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm googling it now because I need to know what it's called. Unbreakable. Um, uh, not Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> that was that show has its problems. It's called the East Rail 177 trilogy. Oh, that makes sense because of the um the train. Yes, yeah. The first one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Unbreakable came out in 2000. I was 10 mm-hmm. when I watched that film. What is my dad doing? Yeah, me too. Although it was a lot less scary than Sixth Sense and I definitely saw that in theaters, so. You would have been we would have been like 9 and you saw that at Yeah, and now I'm in therapy. So, <laughs> and now I take SSRIs every night. <laughs> To go to sleep. I'm pretty sure the sixth sense is the reason I have a vomit phobia. But oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that triggered all. it all for me. That would make sense because that was such an emotional scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, that scene. Not, it wasn't hokey. Oh, oh. No, you know the subtext is what makes it so scary. 
Yeah. Ugh, fuck that movie. Um, okay. But also, I love that movie. Let's dive in to Dead Silence. Yay! Thank you. (laughs) So, the film opens with the title card. In the 6th century BC, it was believed that the spirits of the dead would speak through the stomach region of the living. It's like, first of all, like, I've never heard this before, personally. (laughs) I'm going to take their word on it. But, like, this is is news to me. New info. This is new info, yeah. <laughs> I just love how it's like through the stomach region of the living. Yeah, I know. That's try- it makes it sound like they're trying to like be technical, but also it sounds like what I would say if I was pretending to be a doctor. Be like, it's in the <laughs> stomach region. You know, like, technically you know what it makes me think of? The guy in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who had the brain in his stomach. That does sound a little familiar, but I'm so gay that I was like not into it, you know? <laughs> Maybe I was so gay that I was into it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I was like, wait, where's Sailor Moon? Okay. Oh, I watched that too. I have some Sailor Moon socks that I wear at least once a week. Uh... Love it. No, I'm into it. (laughs) So the movie starts out in an apartment with married couple Jamie and Lisa. Jamie played by Ryan Quantin. Lisa, I didn't get the actress's name, but Mm -hmm. she's there but not for long. Um, They receive a knock at the door, and when they open the door, they discover a package with no sender details on it. Ooh, ominous. They decide to open the package. Big mistake. uh, Because there's this fucking ugly-ass ventriloquist doll inside. And they are not worried enough from the get-go. They are not even creeped out. Yeah, he's a little creeped out, but she's like, oh, it's my baby. Oh, I love him now. Yeah, I'm like, you're about to die, obviously. (laughs) Like, you need to be concerned. The fact, if that showed up at my house, I'd be like, I've got so many questions. I do too. And I also don't want to support the patriarchy, but I don't like her haircut. (laughs) I'm sorry. And like, I can like short, cute hair on girls, of course, but it's just not working for me with her. It didn't work. It just didn't work. I think she was in the movie They. Do you remember the movie They? I do, but it's I'm been surprised. a very long time. Yeah, I see. There's the fact that you remember it is good enough. Yeah, she's the lead in that lost oh. 2000 Wes Craven Presents movie. I actually kind of recommend it. I feel like she had long blonde hair in that film. It's very possible. I just remember that face. Yeah, that's. I'm trying to remember it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So Lisa brings up the old folk poem from when they were kids back in their their hometown, obviously where they met together, about a woman who owned a lot of dolls. So Lisa says, you remember, come on, that old ghost story about the woman who had all those dolls. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And something, something scary, something, something. So she doesn't finish, she doesn't remember the rest of the, the poem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just like, oh yeah, you remember. And he's like, what? If that was me, I'd be like, you need to leave my house. This Let's doll just... needs to leave, and yeah, you and, and you, and you need to go because this the is too much already. <laughs> yeah, and you're being so casual me. about it. <laughs> like this is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'd just vomit and throw the doll out. Yeah, bye. The doll would not come in the apartment. If I get too anxious or scared, I have a tendency to like be really nauseous. So I'd probably same. Vomit. That, I I absolutely relate to that, and that, uh, just look, and then and then his little jaw drops open. I don't want to get it out of myself. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. This Where his mouth just goes, <laughs> and I was like, no, get it out, go. And they're like, uh, it's so. It's, James Wan is really like getting it together, though. It's a really beautiful opening sequence. Yeah, um, yeah, it it is. Minus the doll. <laughs> minus the doll. Minus the doll. 
So later that night, Jamie leaves to go and buy their dinner, as he had promised his wife. Lisa is all alone in the apartment and places the doll in the middle of the bed. She gets kind of creeped out and puts a sheet over it and goes to make herself a cup of tea. So uh, I find this so weird in America that they don't have, uh, like, electric kettles, that they have kettles that you boil on the stove. Oh, we do. I just think, like, people making horror movies think it's, like, a spookier device. Because (laughs) we definitely have electric kettles. Yeah, but then I just don't see them in American movies. They're not as spooky. (laughs) The, The amount of electric kettles in this movie that, like, are going off and then go silent are, like, at least five of them. Oh, true. It, yeah. It's very reliant on, on the kettle. <laughs> because as we will find out, the silence is important. Mm-hmm. Um, going back into the kitchen, she notices that the apartment has started to like com- go completely silent. So the music on their record player is stopped. And I like how it kind of like slows down, like it's winding down the volume kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a single sound in that apartment except for, like, Lisa creeping through the house. And I was like, which, oh, yeah. Which is really spooky because when you're watching it, let's say, on a laptop or at home, you're like, oh, did, oh no. It's like, it is supposed to be like this. It's yeah, exactly. The first time I watched it, I was like, is it meant to be that devoid of sound? Yeah. When I was watching it and the sound went off, there were, like, birds outside. And I, <laughs> I, had, to, I had to mute the screen to realize that the birds were coming from real life and not the movie. <laughs> And I was like, well, this, I'm scared already. I hate this. Yeah. So Lisa creeps slowly back into the bedroom where she had left the ventriloquist doll, pulls back the sheet that she'd covered the doll up with. And as she does that, she is flown across the room. Um, I love this scene because as Lisa's like crawling away, she like coughs up all this blood. Yeah. I was like, it's, oh. Was it her tongue or is it just blood? It's just, she just had coughed everything up. She hadn't, oh. um... Oh, she hadn't screamed oh, yet. She hadn't oh, just screamed had, yet. Right, because yeah. you see that moment and you hear that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And I love that she's, like, kind of dragged back through her blood. It's classic. It's so classic. It's so gothic, this movie. Yeah. In a way that I, I, I love. We don't see this kind of goth horror enough. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of really enjoy where they're going, bringing that, back into horror movies where mm-hmm. there's all these really old school spooky elements that aren't scary but they're um like discomforting yes they're they're effective i think mike flanagan is doing it more and more and more bringing my favorite like, director ever <laughs> i'm obsessed with him too uh yeah. I, I i uh Bly manor was like a big part of my quarantine experience i think oh nice yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't finish it oh uh, that's okay I didn't enjoy it. It's just because I didn't enjoy it as much as um I've heard that from uh, a lot of people. Uh, haunting at Hill House. I never and I never watched Hill House, so I didn't have oh. that baggage, which is so I interesting. I feel like I watched I feel like I should have watched Bly Manor first, because then I would have been like super into it. I'm it's gonna so finish funny, it. I couldn't get into Hill House. I wonder if you could you can only have one. That's the rule. <laughs> you like you no, can you, own, you, there is only one. <laughs> there's only you must pick. Yeah, that's my theory. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. It's really it's it is really creepy as well. I mean, that is super girl. gothic, that one. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie returns home. Uh, the noise in the house is returned back to normal, and he goes to the fridge to get some beers and take their, I'm, I guess they have takeout of some kind, and Lisa calls out to him from the bedroom. So he follows the voice of his wife to discover her murdered on their bed, her tongue cut out, and she's basically sitting in the same spot where the doll had been sitting. 
And yeah, I gross. thought that was really creepy. Was yeah, like, oh, it, and like, yeah, she's real fucked up. Like the whole like jaws. Her part of, like, mouth thin, is like it's not open. good. I was like, the, oh my god. The CGI was like a little more noticeable because this is starting to get a yeah. little old now. But I, 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 uh, I fell into it. I believed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. seeing her, f- and her face was like super pale and kind of uh-huh. like bluish in a way. I yeah, thought that it was, was cool. It was, it was scary. Yeah, that whole because he pulls the sheet back off mm-hmm. her face, and I was like, no, don't do it. And he did. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Jamie becomes the prime suspect in his wife's murder. We meet Detective Lipton, paid, played by Donnie Wahlberg, who is shaving with an electric shaver while questioning Jamie. In front of him. It's like, what is this? This feels like a weird play. Disgusting. Yeah. Not hygienic. No. I was like, what the? F- I hate this. Yeah, it's um, weird. So basically, Detective Lipton is asking him all these questions. And I love when Jamie's like, uh, am I under arrest? And he's like, oh, not yet. And he's like, good. Yeah. Now I have plenty of time to do your job for you. Yeah, cops. For real. <laughs> you ever listen to any true crime podcast, you know they've never successfully done anything. <laughs> this guy literally included. He lives up to that. Truly, he does. He's also like, I don't know if it's too early to say this, but like, this whole character should not be in this movie. This whole cop no. subplot is so useless, does not bring up the tension at all. And also, uh, Jamie doesn't seem concerned that he's going to jail at all. He's just like, No, I don't, he's like, I've got not... shit to do. Yeah, like, I gotta, I gotta go by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's like, I didn't murder my wife. Yeah, I've got do something yeah, he's, about it. He's, you know what? He's busy. Girl's got stuff going on he's he does he has a lot of stuff going on because he goes back to his apartment which is still a crime scene and he just like pulls all the tape back and goes in <laughs> yeah that was funny <laughs> i was like your, your house is a murder scene get out of there i was Why actually thinking about back? that i was like where's he supposed to go starbucks like i get it <laughs> his parents house i don't know oh yeah well he does well he does eventually um yeah. so he rips uh the velvet in this ventriloquist doll's box back and because he's he's suspicious of this package not because of the doll or anything but the fact that it turned up with no details and or anything and on yeah. t- on the inside of the box is a poster and information about the doll like it's just like an old school like um, mm-hmm. drawing or poster yeah and he's kind of like oh what the fuck and he um the clue basically leads him back to his hometown of raven's fair um and um this is also where the urban legend of mary shaw came from so he goes to visit his super rich dad with his mm-hmm. hot young bride ella who introduces himself herself as his new stepmom yeah, it's it's so weird scene for sure. And you're like, you've never met each other? That's weird. Yeah, she's just like so fully into it. And I was like, you're weird. She's so hot though. She's such a, I feel like she, to me, gives like real gay icon vibes. She yeah. had a small role in the first season of Revenge. And I'm obsessed okay. with this woman. Yeah. She's just like <laughs> a model. She's just like, an, like a, one of those like middle-aged, like incredibly beautiful model women. And I stand for it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind her in it. She was just weird. What's her <laughs> name? Like, Amber Valletta. Yeah. Um, so we find out that his dad is wheelchair bound after suffering a stroke six months prior. Jamie and his dad clearly have a strange relationship because Jamie's like, why did nobody call me? And his dad's like, people tried to. You just never picked up or returned the call. And and I was oh, like, oh, right. I forgot. Oh, shit. Sorry, my I bad, forgot about my that. Bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I love this big spooky Edgar Allan Poe mansion. It, yeah. It's just 
like the vibe that I am here for. We'll get to it later, but there's a scene where they're having dinner and there's like these beautiful red candlesticks all over the table. And I was like, oh, the gothness of it all. Yeah, love that house it. is beautiful. I, oh, I, I want to live there. Oh, yeah, I live there for sure. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, he, Jamie leaves and he goes to the Walker funeral home where he meets Henry Walker and his wife, Marion, who I think has dementia or, or Alzheimer's or something. She's, um, yeah. she's getting and one of the, And like one of those like dollar store crows. <laughs> that you that you get She's around Halloween, yeah, you know those like those like three dollar crows you can buy I at Halloween. One. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course, of course I do too. And I was like, is this supposed to be like um, taxidermy, like um, oh, or just a dead bird, or just oh, that's not hygienic. Mm, worms. Yeah. <laughs> so they're talking about um, the casket options, and Jamie's like, you know. Um, that whatever we don't really have any family i've got to make all the decisions um and basically henry's like yeah look lisa's body will be arriving tonight so we know that lisa is on her way to raven's fair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um jamie is renting a room at the raven's fair motel which isn't that dingy surprisingly enough because you always no. think that these things are going to be really gross and it's not, it's not that bad although that light that flickers on and off you know oh, like no. like that's also like does that ever exist in real life i'd love to have that but it's i've got one in my office at the moment oh no (laughs) you know that seinfeld episode with the chicken restaurant did you ever watch seinfeld no i hated that show growing up yeah i I, I didn't get it i didn't get it i you know what it wasn't for me either but there was an episode with kramer kept was kept up all night because like of a chicken restaurant sign and it just reminded (laughs) me of that so much yeah that'd be me i'd be laying in bed being like that light is driving me insane if i just close my eyes i can't see it but i know that it's still there i would need to get some chicken (laughs) i would need it i want it now i'm so hungry (laughs) (laughs) so um jamie props the doll up on a chair and he tries to get some sleep in the middle of the night, I love this scene. I, 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 there's just something about the silent scenes that I just mm-hmm. am so obsessed with. Yeah, and, the device works. Yeah, and like it feels like the noise is just like vacuumed out of the room, like yes. but slowly vacuumed. Yes, it's very weird. Yeah, I love it, and the the tap stops dripping, and but I love how it like slows down, and you can hear like the thud of the drop of water rather than like a ting I thought yes that was really cool. you could just feel the vibrations you can't actually hear the audio it's yeah it's really it was it was something in theaters if i if i remember which i do and i don't at the same time <laughs> i love i love memory loss <laughs> yeah marijuana <laughs> uh so he's hearing voices and he kind of just is half awake and there's like shadows dancing around his room and all of a sudden the doll like appears in his face mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't scream but he like kind of wakes up and the doll is sitting in a chair across the room so he doesn't know if he saw what he saw or if he was dreaming it so it's kind of in that like little mm-hmm. like uh, borderline sleep paralysis kind of Mood. space <laughs> Um, during that night over at the so the Walker funeral home is also the coroner's office why not I feel it's, like that, it's that, that, that I feel like that does happen in small towns am I making this up I think it up? would yeah there's not a lot going on yeah multi multi-faceted people <laughs> make yourself useful <laughs> please um this scene 
always scares me because I forget what happens in it. But um, Henry is getting ready to take pictures of like another person that is in the morgue. And he can hear this like mumbling and talking. And so he opens, I hate fucking crawl spaces more than anything Mm, in the world. And his wife, Marion, is like sitting in the friggin' dark talking to herself. And I'm like, get out of there. I know. And she's saying stuff like she knows she's here. She knows we're here. I have to hide from her. She won't find me in here. I'm like, yeah, she will. She will find you. She's everywhere. And also she loves crawl spaces. She's a monster. Yeah. That's the best. That's where they what's they the thrive. Word? Yeah, they flourish in crawl spaces. Yeah, that's <laughs> favorite. So a few days later, Jamie is attending the funeral of Lisa, his wife, and afterwards he's walking through the woods when Marion Walker comes up to him and begins reciting the poem of Mary Shaw. She warns Jamie that she is here and he must bury the doll. Uh, Henry kind of shows up and is just like, "Oh no, don't worry about." Marion. Yeah, yeah. I am so about. sorry. You're at your wife's funeral. My wife is going very inappropriate, crazy on you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, bad timing. <laughs> bad timing. Yeah. Um, and then Jamie also finds the grave of Mary Shaw under some shrubbery, it, some very lightly veiled yeah. shrubbery. Yeah, it's just like, like pushes it. Like, oh, 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 oh! Here it is. <laughs> yeah. And if nobody liked us, Mary Shaw, who paid for that giant tombstone? I mean, like, she was a ventriloquist, so maybe she just had a lot of money. That's true. Ventriloquism maybe. is classically lots of money. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, everyone knows. Like, I was like, you would marry a doctor, a lawyer, or a ventriloquist. <laughs> or don't come home. I, oh, your family sound tough. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. Did you end up marrying a ventriloquist? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest regret of my life. Making bank. Yeah, but the money's not everything. He's really creepy, and I'm afraid of him. (laughs) They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that bit. Yeah. Um, So Jamie goes back to the hotel, and uh, he... Oh, is this where he's... He sees... Oh, sorry. He sees the grave of Billy. Right. And then goes back to the -hmm. hotel and looks at the back of the neck of the doll and it has Billy written on the back. So that's Mm -hmm. that connection there. I forgot about that part. So he Mm -hmm. takes the doll back to the cemetery, uh, finds Billy's fucking grave. Which is so cool. I love that all the dolls have like little gravestones. Their own little graves. Oh, it's It's so creepy. It's so weird and creepy. I love it. Well, she had 101 dolls. Yeah. Only dolls. No children. Which, you know what? I respect that. Do you know what's really creepy? My great-grandmother had a heap of porcelain dolls when I was a kid. Oh my god, so they're haunted, you're haunted. I'm oh, glad we don't you're have Australia. them anymore. So. I mean, you're, you're still haunted, though. That's, <laughs> that's a permanent. Thing. Haunted by the fucking porcelain dolls of my big mama. Were they like those, like, um, like those, like, uh, they're kind of like part hacky sack, part porcelain like, clown? Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? No, they were fully porcelain because they stood up in, like, like their own gotcha. case kind of thing. Gotcha. So, but they had stands because I remember having one that looked like me. Oh my god, you are so cursed. <laughs> I wish I still I, had it because that'd be so I, fucking creepy. Maybe you became it. Like maybe it was you, and then like, and then like one day you'll have to go back. But my actual body is buried somewhere where the doll should be. You're dead. Sorry. I'm, dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Living my best life, right? 
that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he is digging this hole for Billy, and he rips open the casket, throws Billy in, whose eyes shift to look right at him. It's so funny. All of this ventriloquist dummy stuff is scary, but also funny. And I don't yeah. know if they're aware of how funny it is in every moment. Like anytime <laughs> the doll's eyes move, it, like oh. it looks like side eye. It looks <laughs> it looks like sassy more than it is evil. <laughs> like I can't believe you threw me in this hole. It's like, girl, you better not shut me in here. <laughs> yeah, don't you close that lid? Don't you dare! You'll be pissed. Yeah, totally. Very <laughs> that. And I lo- he, he just fucking buries the doll, and he's like, "I'm getting out of here." So he gets Fair. into the car, and we see like shadows and laugh the laughter gets me because i'm just like no no Mm -hmm. that's like children laughter fuck that i agree with you nothing good comes from children's laughter no not in a horror movie anyway (laughs) no 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 and probably in real life but kids are evil i agree they just they just do it um and i i love that we see the camera just swing around and billy stare standing like right at the fucking window and you're like, where do you get a uh, like a like a like um an apple box to stand on? Because <laughs> yeah, he can't be that tall. No, Maybe he's, he's floating. That must be it. He's got to be floating, of course. Um, so Jamie gets out, doesn't see anything, gets back in the car and goes back to his hotel. And I love that he's like washing his face, and he's as he dries his face and looks in the mirror. There's fucking Detective Lipton shaving again, and yeah. Billy on the seat. <laughs> Is there something a little homoerotic about this dynamic? Not, <laughs> not, not on the behalf of Jamie. Jamie's no, not just that Lipton. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I feel like he's like Obsessed. a little too into him. I mean, how could he not be? That boy is beautiful. But yeah, no, I can't. Now that you mention it, I'm like Lipton is really into him, huh? It is like following him around, but not arresting him, and just kind of like sassing him, and like yeah. he Fuck. wants it. Who can blame him? Oh my god. I'm Who's gonna the watch top, this though? I feel like I can't. I, I I wouldn't necessarily know who to pick. I don't know. I can't decide. It's definitely not Don Wahlberg. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> so it's the other one. It's Billy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's Mary Shaw. <laughs> She's full on top energy. Yeah, I was gonna say Lipton has bottom energy, but that's yeah, fine. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not in a way where they like take ownership of it. You know what I mean? No, they're kind of like, oh, I don't. Like yeah, there's like shame associated. Don't don't tell anyone. Um, so Lipton like friggin' harasses Jamie using Billy like his yeah. mouth, and Jamie's like, no, 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 no. You this woman Mary Shaw, like I think she has something to do with it. And Lipton's like, okay, whatever. Leaves, okay. take Billy with him, and then back in Lipton's room, he's shaving and talking to Billy. He's bored. It, it, it does give me COVID-19 vibes where like you need, if you need someone to talk to, fine. Billy's it. Billy can work. I talk to dogs, so like that's not that different. I love that. You know, it does have that energy and I respect that. I don't know if I do. Yeah, it's scary. I'll give you that. <laughs> that's a bit creepy. I mean, I talk to my cats, so I get it. Also. Cats are fucking scary. <laughs> Why do they have that weird pee thing that like brainwashes you? I'm very confused by that. What pee thing? That- they have this weird parasite sometimes. In that's why you have to make sure you clean out their kitty litters. I said litter weird, kitty litter, <laughs> because they have this like weird parasite in their poo or their pee that can like brainwash their owner into like being a brainwashed zombie. And I swear to God, at least fifty percent of what I'm saying right now is factual. 
I could be making it up completely. I do remember hearing something about this, and I and I stand by it until I'm going to Google that wrong. when we're done because okay, I need good. to know because I know I have to clean their kitty litter today. And what about on today it. is the day that the that parasite gets they're going to get out? You absolutely. So. I mean, they brainwash me anyway. So by being so cute, yeah, basically they get whatever they want. I know that's <laughs> how I live my life. <laughs> When Lipton leaves the next day, I don't know where he's going, but I mm. love that his room's unlocked and J- Jamie just sneaks back in there and takes Billy back. Yeah, smart. He's just like, oh, door's unlocked. I'll just see myself in. Mm-hmm. Do it. No, that's trespassing. Listen, he has bigger issues. <laughs> True. So he takes the doll to Mary and Henry's house to talk to them about the urban legend. So Jamie shows Billy to Marion and she absolutely freaks out. She has like mm-hmm. a bit of a moment. And Henry comes out to see what's happening. Jamie mentions uh, Mary Shaw and Henry's just like, no, 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 no. We do not say that name around here. Very Voldemort. <laughs> she who shall not be named. Yep. So Henry finally, we, this is where we finally found out find out the story about Mary Shaw and like what happened. And, and it is that the best scene in the movie. Is this the flashback? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'll let you obviously scene. do the details, but oh my god, guys! It if you have not seen this movie, like this is the this is the money shot in my opinion. I like I'll, I like the theater scene. Oh yeah, that's wild because that's cool. But anyway, so Henry tells Jamie that Mary Shaw was a famous and popular ventriloquist who was publicly humiliated when a young boy named Michael rudely claimed that he could see her lips moving during one of her performances. So we're seeing all this unravel in a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, some weeks later, Michael disappeared and his family blamed it on Mary Shaw and I don't want to say that word, um, and like brutally murdered her. Um, they mutilated her corpse by cutting out her tongue. And as such, she has since been seeking revenge against their entire bloodline by killing them using the same method. Um, little, tr- little trivia, young Henry in this flashback is played by the the kid that's the star of the Netflix show Atypical. Oh, no way! Yeah, I can't say his name. Keir Gilchrist? I can't pronounce that. Gilchrist. That's Gilchrist? Oh, and he's from my hometown. Crazy. Oh, look at that. That's cool. No, he's not. He's from London, England. Moving along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so Henry's continuing to tell the story um, that... Basically, uh, Mary's last wish was to have her body turned into a dummy and buried with her 101 dolls. Relatable. (laughs) I mean, I'm already a dummy, so when I die, I am one. Same. They're like, okay, are you going to be buried? Are you going to be burned up a bunch? Or like, do you want to be turned into a human doll? Those are the three options. I want to (laughs) be... I want to be turned into taxidermy and hang out in my house. Freaking out my kids. The ultimate prank. Just like, especially for your partner, any family member. I could just travel around to my different family members' houses. That'd be cool. You could like, yeah, you could be like a Halloween decoration. Yeah. Put me out the front on Halloween. Let's organize. Let's do it. All right. I'm down. I don't know if anyone will actually taxidermy a per- Who cares? I'll just pay them a lot of money. <laughs> You'll do it. <laughs> So we see Henry as a child in um, another part of this flashback where he goes in to look at Mary Shaw's corpse and the table falls over, sending him and Mary to the ground at the morgue, um, oh. which I this thought is, was so This fun. is so, oh really, I, it's so scary. Yeah. This scene where we have like, um, yeah, this like flashback with this like kid 
in like I don't know it feels like it's like the 1950s or something and yeah I think this, it was yeah 1950 or 1960 or something yeah it has that like that like spooky ghostly hill energy mm-hmm. and yeah when the kid falls and the and, and she falls out and her and her chin is all like demified oh! Oh my god, yeah. And it's so it. scary. And they do this thing in this movie where like um scary things will come in and out of flashing light. Like like yeah. um, a storm will flash in and out and you'll like you'll see it, then it's there, then it's not, and they play it really well in this scene. Yeah, because we see the ghost of Mary Shaw and yes. um Henry covers his mouth not to scream because he knows as a child the poem. Do, do, I wonder if I have the poem memorized. Let's see if I do it. Okay, you ready? Okay, good. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. No, I have nothing else. That's all. I have. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> she only has dolls, not kids, and she'll rip Sorry. out your your tongue if you're a bitch. Is that is that it? Yeah, like spot it. on. Nice. Okay, now sweet. <laughs> I was worried for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the present, uh, Henry is showing Jamie pictures of all the townspeople who have fallen victim. Um, or have been murdered because he's the coroner, so he has all the pictures of the people who've had their tongues removed when they're dead. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, and Jamie's like, "Why do you have all these pictures?" And he's like, what "Girl, this is, I this is what I do for my job, dumb dumb coroner, you idiot." Yeah, he's but like, "You're also... hot, but you're dumb." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's normally the relationship. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> So Lipton's hanging out at the cemetery, digging up the graves of all the dolls. I don't know why. It's because it's a fucking amazing movie. That's why. <laughs> He's just, I'm surprised he wasn't shaving, to be honest, but. It's true. There's a couple things you do in the day. One of them is dig up dolls and the other one is shave. You have time. That's all Lipton does. And obsess over Jamie. Mm-hmm. That's and all live he does. Off, live off of his soup fortune. Soup fortune? Do you guys oh. not have Lipton soups? No, we have Lipton tea though. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I swear to God, we I I I I'm pretty sure we've got the soups too. Oh, Either way, his fortune is soup. his fortune is vast. He he doesn't really need to be a cop, he's just doing it to help people. Yeah, he loves his job. He just really loves the job. Mm-hmm. He could just be living doing nothing in his he, mansion. He's not a cop. He's just like gay obsessed with Jamie <laughs> and following him around and it's inappropriate. as a cop. Cosplaying as a cop. Mhm. <laughs> Why not? So, after hearing Henry's story, Jamie decides to go to I can't say it, the Gugnall Theater? Gugnall? Gugnall? Gugnall. He goes it... to the theater. Uh-huh. Where Mary Shaw lived before she died. He leaves Billy with Henry and Wait, drives. She lived in the theater? Yes. Why? It was her theater. So that I big theater was, was hers? Yes. There are some plot holes in this movie, though. Like, let's not pretend. <laughs> I think let's this is one of them. not pretend like there wasn't. <laughs> I'm not. It's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, he's climbing through. Uh, it's like this theater is just like fucking. Oh, wait. I also forgot to mention that he has to take a rowboat across the lake because there's no bridge to the theatre anymore. And that's important later. Oh, I was always confused by that. Yeah, I was like, why do you need a rowboat? But I read somewhere that the bridge was out. And I was like, oh. Maybe it was like an immersive experience. Where like, you take a rowboat with a lantern and you row to the theatre. That is cool. Yeah, it sounds like 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 a hazard, though. Yeah, people probably drowned. Oh, yeah. Not gonna lie. (laughs) so he's like 
scoping out the theatre. Um, it's rotted, falling apart, but he finds his way to Mary's private dressing room um, where there's a book that he finds and it's a textbook with instructions on how to make the perfect doll. The book contains a photograph of Michael Ashen, the boy who disappeared shortly before Shaw's murder. Jamie realises that both Michael and him share the last same last name. Not a good sign. Oh my God, what's happening? So while all of this is going on, Henry walks in on Marion chatting away to Billy and he takes the doll off his wife and puts Billy back in his office. Henry mm-hmm. starts to hear things and he's grabbing a shovel to go bury this doll. And he Poor Henry. That- yeah, Poor I know. Henry. Um, so he, he goes to grab a shovel and he thinks uh, Marion's coming in to apologise. Oh, sorry. Marion comes in and he's apologising to her because mm, he thinks right. that he's he, he hasn't turned around. Um, and then he, he eventually goes in to look in Marion's hiding space. Uh, and he gets locked in there. Oh, it's and such a scary scene. I hate this scene so much. This scene, I remember. This is the scene I probably remember the most from my first time watching it. Yeah, me too. It's so scary. Yeah, I hate it. And it, it's so simple too, because like you're just <laughs> dealing with spooky grins and like a, a, a line. It's like it's even easy. Isn't much of a jump scare even, but it just no. works. No, it's not good. <laughs> No, it's not good. And you care for Henry because Henry's done nothing yeah. wrong. He's like a good He's guy. He's really lovely. And it, like his kid character was nice, but yeah, he was just you the don't average Joe. Don't fuck with Mary Shaw though. No, because he does see her ghost after being locked in there, and he screams even though he oh he regrets it straight away. You can you just know see that it he's like oh shit. <laughs> and uh, he is murdered by Mary Shaw in the same fashion as all of the others. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. R.I.P. Henry. That's the name of my dog, though, everybody. Oh, so, I love it. Um, and my dog could destroy Mary Shaw, probably. My cats couldn't. I think Muffin could take on Mary Shaw. <laughs> Muffin's like 20 centimeters. Maybe. Yeah, but, but there's a lot, there's like, but like 20 miles of personality. Yeah, but she meows a lot, so she might get killed. <gasps> Fair enough. And she's so vocal. I'm like, shh, shut shut up. Shut up. <clears throat> Uh, so Jamie returns back to his family's giant home. Um, that's where they're having dinner, isn't it? Yes, this is yes. my favorite scene in the movie. I, yeah. She's just this beautiful evil lady is just spoon-fitting her husband in a wheelchair, weird soup. And there's all of these like blood red candelabra sticks all over the table. And it's just like, are, are you aware of how goth you are right now? Because <laughs> if you're aware, I love it. If you're not aware, I love it more. Yeah, if it's just like done because they don't even realize yeah it feels like do you remember that netflix show with that goth lady that baked gothy things like christine mcgonagall i know who you're talking about but we didn't put it on netflix here but i follow her on twitter (laughs) yeah it feels like that i follow this amazing twitter account called gulia childs do you follow gulia Childs? (laughs) yeah Yeah, she just like spooky recipes and it's so so good i Ah, love her so much also the name gulia childs is so funny i love that i love like how do they think of things like that? Because my brain's just like, oh, I don't know. I feel like it has to come to you. You have to be like, yeah, yeah it just has to occur. You can't sit down and be like, give me a good idea. It doesn't oh, work. That's what I try. And then that's why it fails. So you sound like an academic. <laughs> you do. Attempting. Um, 
So he confronts his dad and he's like, Dad, tell me about Michael Ashen. What happened? What's it got to do with us? And Edward eventually relents and tells him about the Ashen family, as well as a few other families, I'm assuming Lisa's family as well, were responsible Mm -hmm. for murdering Mary Shaw after the disappearance of his great uncle, Michael Ashen. So um, following the death of Mary Shaw, dozens of townspeople turned up with their tongues ripped out of their mouths. Edward tells Jamie that he had to send him away to protect him from Mary Shaw. Frustrated and determined to put an end to this curse, Jamie turns on his heel and leaves and walks directly into Detective Lipton. Who's just like, do you want to make out? Hey. Hey. What are you doing? What are you doing? Then, Fancy seeing you here. I is this when they, like, officially team up? Because I feel like there's a line in the sand where, like, they're, they're just, like, friends. Oh, okay, not yet. Yeah, not yet. But they do. They do become friends. And I think uh, Jamie kind of is just like, all right, you're obsessed with me. I guess you like, can come along. If you're going to be here, then you're going to be here. Just don't make any noise. Just don't get in the way. Yeah, totally. Uh, Lipton is there to take back Billy. Um, because obviously Jamie had stolen him from his motel room, and he mentions that every single doll that Shaw owned had been exhumed from the Raven's Fair Cemetery. Lipton wants to arrest Jamie and is super determined to do so. However, Ella calls Jamie back into the house, telling him that there is a phone call for him. Spooky. She broke the tension in that, didn't she? She knows what she's doing. She's like, she's... oh, I've got to, I've got to, got to get him out of a bad date. You know, like I when your friend like calls Ella. you to get you out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except it's Mary Shaw pretending to be a hot lady. Oh, fantastic. I, I, I like that for her. Me too. I Good for her. Hashtag good for her. Is, well, I, I include this in that. The thing I need to know is, is Ella a person on her own, like, merit? That's a really good and fully unanswered question that I also think oh. about. They do not, they don't answer that question mm. at all. I think... I'd like to think that it's just like hot young Mary Shaw. <laughs> like this, she was just like really hot when she was young. And she does have that energy of someone that would be really hot when they were young. She has like she the does. confidence of someone that grew up hot, you know? I don't know what that feels like. So no, I don't me know. Neither, me neither, but I can't recognize it in others. Um, <laughs> or she could have just assumed the body of some Like possessed girl. some. Yeah. yeah. That's why but I'm she... like, would Ella and his dad be together if it wasn't for Mary Shaw? It's very um, Ursula vibes when she mm. becomes like sexy, uh, sexy black hair young Ursula. Yeah. Would they be together? I'd like to think so. Yeah. Like true love. Uh, true death. True evil. <laughs> true, true bad stuff. <laughs> 90 day fiance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the other way around or whatever. <laughs> So Henry's on the other end of the phone line and tells Jamie that he's at the theater. Meet him there. He's got some proof to show that he that Jamie didn't murder Lisa. So Jamie pleads with Lipton to let him go and to go see what Henry has to say and what he's found. And Lipton refuses. So Jamie just fucking barges past him, pushes him on his ass, and runs and gets in his car and leaves. Good. And I was like, Lipton probably liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think it's all about the chase. It's, it's, it's like half the fun, you know? That's half of it for me. Uh, back at the... So Jamie is back at the theatre again, and he can hear Henry calling out to him, guiding him through the theatre. So he gets to a room where he thinks the voice of Henry is coming from, and Lipton fucking rocks up with a shotgun. Which, thank God. <laughs> like of all I am not pro-gun, but when it comes to defeating evil ventriloquists, it's like the one time where you I'm need okay the with gun. 
Okay, yeah. that's that's fair. I mean, like, I would have taken like an AK forty seven or something, but but like, I think you need to uh, register it, you know, and I think you need to get um like a mental health check examination, yes, which absolutely. is I'm sure exactly what they're called, mental examination. Sexy. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, I felt it actually. <laughs> it's motorbike day here. I'm jealous. How free does that person feel right now? Probably really free. Yeah. I'm jealous. Sure. Me too. Um, so uh, Lipton's basically like, Jamie, Henry can't be here because there's no boat at the dock. So how the hell did he get here? Oh yeah, good point. But I love that the sassy Henry's voice is like, no, I'm here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, know. I'm, I know. No, I'm definitely here. Actually, <laughs> like, don't argue him all the time because sometimes you don't know what you're talking about. You don't even I know. Sure. I just fucking flew here. Yeah, hello, I'm here. Like, stop being so confident. <laughs> they follow Henry's voice into a room where there are hundreds of dolls in cases. Like, what a good moment. Wall, like, this is my favorite. Because I was like, that, that is, is so fucking good. creepy. Yeah, and Donnie Wahlberg's like, I-, I hate dolls. So he, like, throws a doll. And then, like, it, like, triggers the-, the curtain to fall. And then, like, a hundred other dolls are revealed. Oh, oh. It's so bad. Oh, but it's yeah. so clearly like the studio they filmed Saw at. It's like all of a sudden oh. they're like, well, it just feels like it to me. Just oh. all of a sudden they are no longer on location. Like they are, <laughs> they are in else. a studio now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and obviously there is one empty case and it is labeled Billy. Uh, in the room, they also find uh, the decaying corpse of a boy that has been made out to look like a doll, which um, I think that's meant to be the body of uh, Michael Ashton. Mm-hmm. Um, the room goes completely silent and the doll cases start to move and clatter around. Then the dolls all look to the left where Lipton and Jamie are standing. Uh, it's super creepy. Um, and to the side, there is another doll rocking in a rocking chair. It's And it's like, was this like the, the devil clown doll? I can't remember. I only watched this the other day and I can't remember who was in the chair. I feel like it was an like evil clown looking. Yeah, I think so. Ugh. Yeah, not that I don't have a problem with clowns, but in dolls. the version that you watched, was her tongue a motif? Was Mary yes. Shaw's tongue? Yeah, yeah, apparently that's like an alternative cut, and I watched it too, oh. and I don't think I'd ever, I'd never seen it before, and it's really weird. Oh, because that's the version that's on Amazon Prime here. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, and I think it was in the version that I watched, like previously, mm. but. I yeah, I think there's a version where they sort that. of cut, they cut down on the fact that she uses her like extendable tongue to scare people, and I'm guessing because like she cuts people's tongues out, so she kind of collects tongues and she collects voices, so it's kind of like a muddy a muddy kind of uh, device. But yeah. it was interesting. The CGI is a little weird. Yeah, the CGI in this scene is a little bit odd. So um, mm. Jamie says the name Mary Shaw twice and the chair stops rocking. He starts to talk to the doll as if he's speaking directly to Mary Shaw. Jamie starts to ask Mary about the specific victims and he, that he thinks she has killed and he finally asks about his murdered wife, Lisa. The doll tells him to come closer so that she can whisper her answer to him. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Wahlberg's like, no. Don't do that. Why would like, you do that? He's um, like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> the doll starts to whisper, then... Um, it sticks out a tongue. Like, it sticks out its tongue. But we see from behind the rocking chair, like, a Mary, like, Mary on, because uh, it's, like, on the side. I don't know mm-hmm. what that perspective's called. And we see her tongue go through the doll 
and yeah. like out the other side and i was like oh yuck no <laughs> yeah it's weird and it licks his cheek oh yeah but yeah the cgi in that's a little bit off-putting but back in 2007 would have been fine i agree and i also appreciate that the, all the cgi is done in like pretty heavy darkness which i think is yeah. the right move yeah absolutely i think if there was lighting in that it'd look a lot worse than what it does yeah for sure although i mean like practical if you could have just had a practical tongue literally right? i'm your boyfriend now nancy <laughs> i love oh. that scene so much iconic oh fuck yeah so stupid it. and so iconic oh i love that whole series it's so insane yeah I'm number i was one like fan. this this a nightmare on elm street speaks to my weirdness i, I absolutely <laughs> relate to that yeah. um and this is where lipton absolutely shoots the shit out of the doll with the shotgun and then <laughs> yeah. starts shooting all of the other dolls i don't know That's... what he thought was gonna happen how much ammo did this guy have in that shotgun? I mean, like a shotgun, you have to reload it. Yeah, I assume. I think it takes... I, it, I don't think shotguns have, like, a chamber where other rounds can sit. So it has to be, like, constantly reloaded. Well, continuity needed to get on that. <laughs> well, look, it's a movie. It doesn't need continuity. This is real. Don't lie to people. I won't let my dad watch this because my dad is a gun user. Like here, it's very different. Um, like gun yes, I've heard. My dad doesn't hunt or anything. He I hear your NRA is a lot nicer than ours. We don't have an NRA. It's our government. It's literally our government. Good. I love that. Maybe and like um, New Zealand, maybe. Maybe I don't know. But then each state has their own gun laws, and then there's like a federal gun law as well. So there's like a governing body in each state that helps deal with like, um, and the police also. Um, oversee all of like my dad recently had a an audit of his gun collection so awesome. they came in they checked his license they checked like where he keeps it where they where he stores his ammo like my dad is very vigilant he has trigger locks on all his guns like very yeah very into <laughs> being safe <laughs> see that's how it's done and if you have a good system in place then you can go hunting and have fun but if you're america yeah. you, you can't yeah, no, my cousins hunt, but my dad, my dad doesn't. I know there's all those rabid koalas that if you didn't have a gun, I th- I'd be worried. My cousin actually does kangaroo culling, so he helps um, local like um, biological um, organizations and farms, and helps cull back um, kangaroos that are destroying farmland and like um, that have overpopulated and they don't have food. So kangaroos. he's like, yeah, it's really he hates it. Well, he are they it's dicks? a job. Like he get yes. Oh, they look like dicks. Yeah, they absolutely destroy like farmland, and because a lot of them overpopulate, because um, they're used to being fed, but because our farmlands for the last five years has had really terrible droughts, it's been yeah. hard to maintain a food source for kangaroos, oh, and so no. they've kind of bred in a way where they're used to like a, like the food source food source ten years ago was available for them, but they've continued to breed at the same rate. And they've Ooh, overbred can- now. <laughs> kangaroo Jack, what are you doing? I don't know. We've got to get him in there. Yeah, we should. I just won't go near red kangaroos because they will rip out my guts. Oh, really? They're violent. Good for them. Yeah. Grey kangaroos and red kangaroos are really massive. They get to like seven seven or eight foot or something. Seven oh my God, foot? My, my condolences. <laughs> That's a nightmare. And when they fight each other, they actually lean back on their tail and cool. use their bottom legs to like 
like gouge out the stomach of their like person like other kangaroo they're fighting is it weird living in the prehistoric times with monsters (laughs) does it weird you out does it make you nervous a little bit but i don't live anywhere near them i have been chased by a wombat and a goanna Um, wombats are so beautiful why are they so big um i don't know I've seen, I've, like, I, some pretty big ones, and I'm like, how? I, no one in North America knows how big wombats are. You have to show them, like, a photo that puts it in perspective, and you're yeah. gonna, they are shocked. <laughs> like, you know, there's, like, the Google picture of, like, the person holding a wombat up like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, I love that. Wombats yeah. are so uh, lovely. North Americans are not expecting that. We think that they're like we think they're, like, hamster size or something for some reason. Oh, God, no. No. And yeah, they get I really swear heavy. to God, we do. They look at they are they are real yeah i feel I like that would be a, yeah they're like my dream animal if i could like get a domesticated animal that would be a big have you wombat. seen quokkas yes <laughs> yes i have. I love them i would love <laughs> to go and see them <laughs> i feel like animals that smile is a lie like i kind of feel like it's like we just pretend like we're putting that on them like they're just making like my dog's not smiling at me my dog's just like why are you freaking out stop looking uh, at me like I'm that you exactly exactly <laughs> anyway so they um this is the point in the film where they realize that mary is living through all of her dolls and controlling them mm-hmm. and she starts this massive fire in the theater it's it's starting to burn down it's starting to come down this look to what this ending is really anticlimactic for me that's weird. That's i don't know if weird. it is for you and that cgi where like her face becomes the faces of all the dolls is embarrassing yeah, yeah it could have just that see what i mean about things that could have been omitted and just i feel like that out. must have been studio interference that whole ending yeah studio was like oh do you know what it'd be really cool if you did this yeah exactly one yeah. would have been like no and they're like well we're gonna pull our funding and he's like Fine. it's too late yeah <laughs> Guess I'll do it. Uh, I love that he's big enough now to be like, "Fuck you, studio." Uh, that's not I know. happening. <laughs> well, that, he, but now he is the studio. Like now he is the man. Well, he has his own production company. I'm pretty sure. Is it Creepy Doll or something? I feel like it, <laughs> it, I feel like it is. I feel like it is. I don't know. I'd have to have a look because it's kind of like how Mike really... Flanagan has Intrepid. Intrepid. That's a good one. Wait, I uh, mm, uh, I can't find it, so I'm sorry. Look, we'll follow that up with a tweet later. Oh, I think Creepy Doll or whatever is his Twitter handle. So never yes. mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he uses enough Creepy Dolls, so it makes he sense. Them. I know. It's so odd. Why? Why? Um, oh, he's the founder of Atomic Monster Productions. Oh, fantastic. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, so Lipton and Jamie are making a run for it out of the old theater, and they're running all over those support beams. And I just, I love this, where Lipton falls over and he's like screaming as he's falling and the ghost grabs him. Oh, yeah. And, and rips his tongue out. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. I loved that scene for some reason. I just thought it was really cool. Me too. Because I think he thought he was going to make it. <laughs> I know, we all kind of did. I did too. I was like, oh, oh, he's fine. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's dead. No, he's gone. He's gone. Good. By the way, I'm glad. Well, I mean, I mean, Good Jamie might be a little bit upset at this point. Maybe they've yeah, got a connection true. now. I feel like they have connected by this point. By this time. point, in mm-hmm. the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I say about me. It's like if I can get you to spend two full days with me, we'll be friends. Before <laughs> then, I can't help you. I can't say. Oh, people, see, that's I'm the opposite. By two days, they're out. Yeah. By, by day two they're they, like get me the fuck they, out of here they are gone <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sorry 
<laughs> dopey. I feel like I kind of do it on purpose. Um, wow, sounds like someone has intimacy issues. <laughs> you're you're scaring them off on purpose so you can't get into long term. I have insecure attachment issues. Oh my god, same relatable. <laughs> I don't know if I really do. I, I don't I'm know sure we things. don't. We're just riffing. <laughs> Jamie sees the ghost and quickly covers his mouth as he falls through the floor of the basement into the theater, like, sorry, the basement of the theater that is flooded. Mm-hmm. And he he's swimming. He's I, I really like this water. It's kind of creepy. I was kind of waiting yeah. for something to come out of the water. Like the, the water didn't. was spooky and underused, mm. maybe. Yeah, I definitely feel that. It yeah, underutilized. They could have gotten rid of Lipton and added a scene in where like Mary Shaw chases Jamie through the water. Oh, spooky! Have you seen the trailer for the new Conjuring movie? Yes. And the part with like the face in the waterbed is so cool. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for that movie. I am too. (laughs) It's gonna be really interesting. I was mad at the name, and I'm still mad at the name, but I did like number two. So I only recently watched number two. I like it more than number one, personally. Really fun yeah i'm not a religious horror guy and number oh, two got you are yeah yeah N- number two kind of got away from that and got more into like just like you know old-fashioned spookiness yeah i really appreciated it for that minus the fact that valak is a nun though oh that's right but they don't really <laughs> get into the, the, it was, no it's just sort of a thing and they don't really like get into the churchy stuff yeah but it is really a cool old school like supernatural spooky movie very fun really yeah. fun I, and, and people are like, it's fun. And I was like, you have to watch it and you'll understand why I think it's totally fun. Totally is fun. Where's yeah. the Crooked Man movie at? Uh, I I thought they were doing that. Or did it get yeah. on hold? <gasps> I'll have to make an episode of development. Huh? Oh, no, don't say those things because I really I want know. to see it. <laughs> I know. I'm like the kiss of death in Hollywood these days. Don't say that. <laughs> like, if you're featured on my show, like, that's it for you. Uh, I am flying over there and I'm going to kill you before. Uh, that's the only way to stop. It's the only way to stop me, to be honest. You have to cut <laughs> off my head. It's like a strict, it's like a strict rule. <laughs> like a vampire. I have to yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, I'll, well, I'll come back. You have to, yeah. Oh, okay. Do I have to like burn you as well? See, I feel like I really if I give like all the, fire. Sorry. I'm worried about. I don't know what the size of your audience is and what the percentage of people that are going to take this seriously are. So um, I don't know. A lot of the people who listen know that I do make incredibly morbid comments. I'm going to say at least five of them are taking us absolutely <laughs> at face value. And to those people, I beg you, please don't kill me. Don't. I'm, we're not going to kill you. I can't even get a flight to Canada right now, so... And and thank God, because it's so long. (laughs) It's like 22 hours to get there, because I have to, like, fly to Los Angeles and then fly again. I would take it in 10-hour doses. I'd, like, stop somewhere and then fly again. I would would not do it in all all one go. Like, I'm kind of glad I can't go anywhere, because I was like, I really don't want to fly for a really long time at the moment. I don't feel like it. I know what you mean. I feel the same way. I don't want to do it. I was meant to go to Japan, and then our country went into lockdown a week before I was due to oh, leave. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's rough. Oh, it's okay. I, it's, it I is was, rough. I was scheduled to go to Mexico again, and I actually oh. still am. I still am for August. We'll see. Sam? Well, um, how's your vaccination? I have one going? of two. So okay, cool. we, I feel like about a, uh, maybe a third of my province is vaccinated. Okay, so I think we're really like... Good. Is that good? I don't know how it compares. Uh, to it's world. better than here. Um, I'm not going to get vaccinated till the end of the year. Yeah, but you guys don't need it. You, you know, I want to leave the country. <laughs> you guys, you guys are on fire, literally, but we are on fire figuratively. 
Oh, I'm glad. You know, so we need those doses. We um we we imported the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca was being manufactured locally, but mm, now they don't want you. people under fifty. Yes, to take yes. AstraZeneca. So now they're manufacturing it, more yeah. Pfizer. I'm a Pfizer. I'm a Pfizer girl. Yes. So that's... Well, my grandma just got AstraZeneca and she had no side effects. So Yeah, my mom was the same. I had nothing. I do hear second round is when you get a little more sloggy, but bring yeah. it on. I heard Moderna does that, not Pfizer. So. I almost wanted to feel gross just so I knew it was working. It's kind of like that. You're like, I just want at least a headache so I know yeah. that something's happened. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it, it was a little sore and then yeah. nothing. And then a month later, it got sore again. Isn't that weird? Like at the injection site? Yes. Oh, that's so weird. I know. Maybe I'm getting punched in the arm by a gremlin, but I, I feel like I'm not. Who knows? Uh, not me. Who knows? We'll never know. Anyway, where am I up to? <gasps> okay. So as Jamie swims across the lake and gets to the other side, he turns around and the theater is burning to the ground. Um, he just nonchalantly jumps in his car and remembers that Billy is still missing. So he speeds off towards Henry's house to look for the doll. <gasps> right, one more doll to go. That's right. It's like, gotta, gotta get that last one. He hears Marion crying, and when he finds her with Henry's corpse in his arms, she tells him that his father came and took Billy. Right, and he's like, my dad's in a wheelchair. What do you mean? How what do you mean my that? dad came? Yeah, Maybe and he's he like, he's, she's like, no girl, over. I saw him. He was here. So does she not die? I don't Mary, think so. I love that. I thought yeah. for sure she died. But she has dementia and now her husband, who's her only carer, is dead. She might as well be dead. No, I'm kidding. That's so rude. She's got <laughs> so much to live for. Her hair, really beautiful. Lots of tone. It's a nice color. Yeah, I was actually, yeah. But yeah, it's got every so time many I was layers like, of color. It does. Yeah, totally. They I did really that like old it. lady thing where it's like gray, but they get a little bit of blonde in there. I love yeah, it. I dig her. I, mm-hmm. I just like, I like Marion's vibe. Anyone that's best friends with a dollar store stuffed crow, I'm into. That's going to be me when I'm her age. It's us already. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's off and racing again and he's heading to his father's house to get Billy. When he gets there, he heads upstairs and the house, excuse me, falls completely silent. He hears Not someone dead. say, why did you bury me, Jamie? I am in here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jamie walks in and finds the doll in this like complete random room in the house that we didn't even know was there. But I mean, it's a mansion, so mm-hmm. this is the room for doll showdowns. Yes, because there Rich is a showdown. There's yeah, this is. Well, it's not really it much is. of a showdown because Mary Shaw just comes out and tries to scare him. And he throws the doll in the fireplace. Yeah, it was it's weird. not much of a showdown. It wasn't. It was weird though. She like was she comes in through the window or something? No. Uh I can't remember. Near a window, at least. Why didn't I write? I need to write these things in my notes. I wrote very few notes. So <laughs> it I'll sounds like you really know the movie, though. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Guilty. I love that confidence. That's all Thank that matters. Mm. So Jamie goes and finds his dad, who he's discovered is nothing more than a life-sized ventriloquist doll. Twist. Twist in the plot. Twist, 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 twist. Open. And a wooden rod rests where his spine should be. That bit really, yeah, that grossed me out when they show you the back of the dad. And I was yeah. like, oh! It, couldn't she have been a little tidier? I guess not. No way. 
I like, yeah. I love this stupid twist so much. Uh, it's re- I think this is why I really like the movie, because I'm just like, yes! Yeah, and they do one of those montages where they're like, no, 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 we, this makes sense, we swear. And like, they take you back yeah, to every moment. Yeah, because they're like, swimming in between where yeah, all the clues yeah. work, and you're like, and it, oh my god, they yeah. gave it to me all along. And you see in the notebook, and it's like, the perfect doll. Yeah, and I love the um, the vinaigrette. Vin- vinaigrette. Is that what it's mm. called? Like I'm the tone now. they put over. <laughs> vinaigrette. I don't know what the tone. Vignette. Like, vignette. Vin- in that's here, right. it's like a scene, but I believe that could it's be like a to- like a sepia tone. Uh huh. Like a filter. Yes, that's what the filter's called on Instagram. Oh. See, we're working. We're working together. I. Look, we're you're getting, filling in the blanks to me. I love it. Yeah, we're getting it done. We're getting it done. <laughs> uh, he realizes that his father's young bride, Ella, was controlling the life-size doll and was actually the ghost of Mary Shaw all along. Mm-hmm. Classic ventriloquist. Um, didn't see her lips move then, did you? No. But I love that uh, he turns around and his stepmom's there and she's like, who's the dummy now? I know. What a classic final line. I love it. And her face twists and contorts and turns evil. Jamie screams. Mistake. Biggest mistake. And he suffers the same fate as every one of Mary Shaw's victims. So she continues to live on. Oh, yeah. She she wins. Every single yeah. victim that ever could have occurred, including Jamie's unborn child. I don't know if we touched on this. Maybe no. we did. Yeah. Oh, so ma- oh, you didn't remember? So maybe my version's different. My version is different. Your, your version must be different. Okay, so in my version... Um, uh, Lisa in the opening sequence is pregnant and she like admires her belly a little bit in the mirror. Oh, yes. And then at the end, uh, when they confront Mary Shaw in the theater, he says, why did you kill Lisa? And she said, because she had the very last Asher in her or something like that. Oh yeah. No, that wasn't in my version. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe Australia's like no baby deaths. Yeah, Australia's like that's not classy. We can't have baby deaths in here. Yeah, and I liked that. I kind of feel like I saw. I must have seen some kind of weird, unrated, uncut version. I feel like there's other like alternate versions. There are out for there, sure. Obviously, I like the because she like because she's trying to kill off the bloodline of all mm. of the families that hurt her, yeah. and she including the little little baby. Good. I can't believe she killed a baby. What a monster. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. I wish I had that motivation for things and commitment. Yeah, yeah I know. Even for evil, but like I still respect it because like hard work. <laughs> right? Like she fucking worked and, hard. An organization. Uh, I just lose interest. Yeah, I, I'm I I'm absolutely me too. <laughs> so the film ends. With um, they're looking, the camera's moving over a photo album of each of her victims from Lipton to Jamie turned into puppets with workable mouths. And we hear Jamie's voice over saying, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure to never, ever scream. So I was a little off with mine. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, if you scream like a little bitch, you're, the, you're dead. <laughs> Close um, enough. I reckon you were pretty close. <laughs> I think it's tomato, tomato, but whatever. <laughs> and that is Dead Silence, um, 2007. 
Thank you. I love it. I no, love thank that movie. you. No, thank you. I love that so, movie so much. I'm so glad you hadn't covered it yet. It's one of my faves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like I cover a lot of older movies because people cool. are like, "Oh, I want to talk about this." Uh. But yeah, lately it's been like newer movies, so I'm. Oh, I'm a I'm a, like an early mid two thousands connoisseur. Like that's, that's my where era. my my horror sits as well. Oh, yeah, and now. And, oh, and I feel like the two thousands is garbage it's like such a bad era to be a fan of but i love it i, love oh, I was it gonna so say um the faculty uh that's the 90s i feel like maybe the uh, end of end of 90s that oh i love that movie so much me too kevin williamson who i just covered on my podcast is such a queen i love him yeah absolutely and i was really stunned to find out that he also wrote a lot of the vampire diaries yeah that's and his I was show. Like, oh, that that's makes sense movie. I know it totally makes sense because he does all that teen TV stuff too. He started with yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, and was there other stuff he did? Yeah. He did some weird, other weird shows that no one watched. Like tell me a story. No one watched that. I love like Dawson's new- Creek though. I, I never got into it. It wasn't for, I, I love teen, but it has to have like a genre twist for me to get into it usually. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that Dawson's Creek was just like an entry level before I went to the OC and then oh, see, I did like. Oh, have you listened to the new podcast? Um, it's oh, first of all, no, but Melinda is my hero. Whatever her it's name Melinda is. and Rachel Bilson together. Well, those are literally the two best. I'm literally <laughs> Ju- Julie Cooper is an adjective in my brain, and I I like <laughs> Julie Cooper. I, I Julie Cooper everything, and I'm obsessed with her. So. I love it. I I hated her in the TV show. I think oh, because I I, love I, I think I was 16. We would yeah. She has like an Ella vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like that like middle-aged, incredibly gorgeous, evil woman energy. Do you know what's so crazy? She was 31 when she started filming that TV show and I she was a to mom to a 17-year-old. Excuse me, I have to kill myself by. I was like, that's, Sorry. that's how old I am. <laughs> I yeah, I'm that's dead. younger. I'm... That is younger than I am. Yeah, but the first episode is with Josh Schwartz, and it's so Oh, it's so good. I, I, I'm going to listen to oh, they, they get Well, of course, because they're, they're big old celebs. But they go through um, every episode is an, an episode of the TV show. Well, I definitely would absolutely do that for at least the first season. And that one weird episode in season four where they get like multi-dimensional. I can't remember that one. Yeah, fair enough. Because I have I, I rewatch the first season at least once a year. I feel like the first season is really all I need, to be honest with you. Yeah. And there's 26 episodes of the first yes, season. Yes, because that's back like, in what the can, what can they back do in the day. Anymore? I know, back in the day, you got a 20 fucking five episode ep- and then, uh, run. Well, now you get 10 episodes and you have to wait a year for the next one. But it's so much better. Like, they put all the, qu- like, the quality is now, it's better. It's like the British system where, like, they, like, do less episodes but more quality. Yeah, I feel like enough. that's what we're going for. But I but do I mean, miss OC, it. Yeah, I loved that show. Oh my god! And then yeah, I think it, True Blood was in my senior year at school. It started, and I'd been reading the books. I don't know because my grandmother oh. raised me. I don't know <laughs> if she knew what I was reading. She was like, "Oh, Sookie Stackhouse vampires. That's fine." It it, it wasn't that. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that like NC seventeen, right? They were like. Uh, the TV show more so? No. Well, yeah, the TV the show box. was... Yeah. The TV show was so horny. Yeah. It's so funny I, because my sister is not a horror fan at all, but she loved True Blood. Like, there's no mm. tomorrow. She loved the books. She's read the entire series. And I was just like, oh, I just don't picture you as a person who loves horror. The horror is so secondary, I feel like, with True mm. Blood. True, true. It's a garnish on the drama slash romance. Yeah, yeah. 
And I feel like uh, that whole um, like vampire genre lends itself to that constantly. Oh, no oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I feel like I need to have a True Blood podcast. <gasps> I would listen. So, oh my I god, just, maybe I should do a yeah. True Blood podcast with my sister. <laughs> I would listen. I'm I'm already subscribed. <gasps> she could... she's not a horror fan. See, I can talk about it from a horror perspective, and she can talk about it from like what she. Oh my god, I'm going to propose it to her. The world needs this Australian True Blood podcast right now. <laughs> We do. We, des- I mean, we deserve everybody. it. Everybody deserves it. I wanted to do a supernatural one, and I was like, "Oh, that's a lot." You'll never finish. <laughs> you'll, I mean, at you'll least die before that podcast that ends. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty short. It was how many seasons? Five, maybe. maybe True Blood. Yeah. Yeah, five. I think, and the, and the seasons aren't that long either. The first season was really long, but then mm. the, the subsequent seasons weren't, and the last season was barely anything. I feel like they're bringing it back, but I may have just invented that. I feel like I heard. About oh, a actually, I did hear that too. That could I be cool. So. Oh my god, I hope so. Deep in my bones. Yeah, I would like to see the cast come back though. Yeah, I love I Anna Paquin. The cast, me too. I feel like the cast really made it. I forget the name of that redhead. Uh, that played Jessica. No, the other, the older but redhead waitress. Oh, um, I forget her name. I can't remember her name. But I, I love her so much. Tara was my favorite because she was. Me just too. So they brutal. they did her they did her dirty. I know, and they didn't in the books, and that's what annoys me. They didn't. Actually, in the I books? think they killed her off in the first book, but oh, I wonder why. Oh no, no, they didn't. They killed um, the gay cook, Lafayette. Lafayette. He dies in the first book, but because they loved him so much, like the yeah, audience loved the him, they kept him. Um, he was but incredible. Yeah. I wonder if he's still working. That actor. Oh, I don't know. He was. I just. I loved him, and I loved that. Um, that he embraced like being a witch later on yeah. in the seasons, and then he hot. had his partner who was also magic, and I was like, oh, I, love they were so cute. I love that. I love yeah. it too. There was some really cool happens, but, queer um, stuff on that for the time. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to put out a tweet and ask people who who wants to do a True Blood podcast with me. I told you, I'm already subscribed, and I'm waiting <laughs> for the content. Okay, You're, you need to get it out. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be so much fun. Okay, yeah, so I ask every guest this on my show. What is the last horror movie you watched? What is the last horror movie I watched? Oh my god. Okay, this is horrifying me. Um, I watched Tales from the Hood again recently. Oh, nice. I haven't Which, seen that because it's oh not god, available I... anywhere here. Oh, so yeah, I haven't been able to watch I, it. Oh, I do it. I do things illegally, honey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. It is. It's an. It's an anthology, and it's so good. And there's some really yeah. scary moments in it. They do um, the trope of like the small dolls, like small claymation dolls that attack. Oh, like, okay. Humans, and it's oh, really that's cool. Good. Like yeah, they did in Ash vs Evil Dead. Uh, yes, Ash vs Evil Dead. Um, uh, Ash, um, uh, Armor Darkness. That's one. Yeah, I love yes. that scene. Yeah, it's totally good. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Gulliver's Travel <laughs> reference or something. It's so good. Yeah, it's such a good black ho- horror movie, you know? Um, I also rewatched Candyman recently for the oh, podcast. Oh, I love that movie so much. Oh, it's one of my favorites of all time. Maybe yeah. may, may be my favorite, actually, if I had to pick. Nice. Yeah. I watched um, so Half so of Bone Tomahawk. How was that? I don't like scalpings, personally. Um, I'm not it. up to that. I know there's, like, some brutal stuff in it, but I'm up to the bit just before all the brutal stuff and i know a dude gets like cut in half and i'm like oh my god yeah i'm like i kind of want to see that so i'm gonna try and sit down and watch it tonight if not i've got a list of like all these a24 films so my partner's away this weekend and next weekend and i was like oh i'll make a quick list on letterboxd 
of like all the movies that I'm going to watch while he's away. I've put like 22 movies on it. And I was like, he's not going away for six years. <laughs> yeah. You're, you have to, you have, you are behind. You need to get going on that. And I have like uni work to do and I've got to go help my sister with her study. And I'm just like, oh fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I need to, I, I have to make more time for horror movies in my life. I really do. I used to come home every day after work and put one on like before I went to bed. And I just, I think I burnt myself out. But I want to do that. Start doing that again. Yeah, it's so easy not to because it's there's so much. Weirdly, the more option there is, and the more there is on Shutter, and the more streaming services I have, that's why I make lists. Yeah, I need to, and I need to commit to them because unless I'm listening to something for a podcast these days, I find I'm like hardly I'm hardly watching. Well, that's exactly the point that I got to, and then I was kind of like, oh, I really need to like watch. I have a list. It's a pledge list that I make Mm. of like thirty to thirty five movies for the last two years. I've done it. And I've got to, I've tried to make sure that I watch all of the movies that are on that list. I love it. I'm going to have to yeah. do something similar. Yeah. Do you use Letterboxd? I do. Yeah, I do. It's the best. You can make your lists private as well. So I know. I've been loving Letterboxd lately. Awesome. I don't follow anyone and no one follows me, but I just love it for like having my like movies I itemized. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I do the same. I have a list yeah. of like movies I've watched this year so far and there's like 55 movies in there. I really fucked up in 2020. Like, I really did not watch very much. Oh, I worked from home for six months. And so I'd have, like, my work stuff on, like, my big screen. And then I'd have, like, my MacBook next to me with a horror movie on. Like, I I love that. That's so fun and nice. (laughs) And that's how I got Haunting of Hill House watched as well. Because I was like, i got to watch it. And I don't know when I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it now. Yeah, you're using your time correct. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me for such a fun episode. I love this movie. Everyone should watch it. It's <laughs> It's gotten a four out of five for me. Thank you, you for having me. Oh, I listen, I have to say it. This is a five out of five for me. Is this a two out of five in quality? Yes. But this for me is a true, a true five out of five for my heart. Yeah. Just for fun. And yeah, it's a really fun movie and it's yeah, not yeah, your yeah. typical like, no, or... you can tell there's people having fun here, and yeah. I appreciate that. Where, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Most importantly, you can find my podcast, Development Hell, anywhere at Development Hell Pod. You can also find me at Josh Corngut, but why would you do that? It's very boring. And <gasps> um, yeah, so just if you uh, want to support me, definitely subscribe to Development Hell on the Dread Podcast Network. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again. Please go and follow Josh and the Development Hell podcast in all places mentioned. Watch me fuck this up because I do it every single time. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me at Capstead underscore on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow the podcast uh on instagram twitter and facebook at tgif pod you've been listening to tgif see you next friday